Bijaz was led into a closed carriage and driven a while through city streets before being discharged to find his own way, a precaution against him ever revealing the location of the dwarf pit. For his part, Bijaz made no attempt to recognize the turns or the particular pattern in the clatter of the cobbles over which the carriage drove. He found himself on Melisande Avenue and began waddling home. The moon was missing hidden behind clouds barely visible above the rooftops of the city imperishable. Every shadow was deeper, darker, grimmer. The evening had been a disappointment. The boy had died long, which was to be desired, but behaved poorly, sobbing and begging for his life. Half done well, as it were. Bijaws tried not to think who the fool man might have been child of a great house from the look of his nose, sold into darkness to settle a hidden debt or defer a murder already bought and paid for. As for Bijaws, he had only a much lighter purse to show for his night. That and the seaman crusted upon his thighs. Someone screamed a block or two distant. Not an uncommon occurrence of late in the night's small hours in the city imperishable. Bijaws paid no attention. He knew he would be watched carefully all the way home. He was no safer than now after an evening in the pit. The tribod did not like informers. Another scream from somewhere above him this time. The rooftops? A pattering of rain began. Bijaws looked up in time to see a pair of legs drop to the street in front of him. Nothing else. Shattered, shorn bone gleamed white in hissing light from a gas lamp at the corner ahead, though no blood ran from them. The blood, in fact, was what was raining down. A numinal attack, like the burning trees, the monster worms tunneling out of wellheads, along with all the other horrors that had bedeviled the city recently. He began to run, searching for cover. Bijaws would bet brass against gold the legs belonged to one of his tribod watchers. Whatever rampaged out here would have no brief for him or the dwarf pit, but that would make no difference either way if it caught him. As he raced past the gas lamp, his boots slipping on blood-slicked cobbles, Bijaws glanced up to see ghostly teeth leering down at him from a mouth big as a beer wagon. He lost his footing careening into the gutter on his belly in a wave of slops and shit before his chin struck the curbstone and stars found him.